Wake up, world. You're now tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm Devon Pouncey. I got my guys back in the lab with me today, D-Boy and Juma Black. What's going on, fellas? What's good? What it do, man? What's good? What's good? Oh, man, nothing much, nothing much. Before we dig into this here uh, content that we got for the day, uh, make sure you all go to wakeupandwin.com. Wake up, the letter N, win.com. We got merchandise there for you, T-shirts and whatnot. Uh, many of you have already seen me promoting and wearing those shirts around, so be sure to go ahead and support the co- podcast in that way, and uh, we'll greatly appreciate that. But uh, Juma Black and D-Boy, I got to keep it real with y'all, man. So we were supposed to record last night, right? Right. right. And y'all right. real, real lucky that we postponed it tonight. Why is that, man? <laughs> y'all real that? lucky we postponed it tonight. You've been waiting for something to say this. Oh, huh? man, I was going to give y'all the entire <laughs> floor to talk about how oh, trash oh, the Cleveland Cavaliers was in game one and game two in Boston. I was oh. going to just give y'all the floor. Yeah, I'm glad that we did get today. <laughs> Honestly, to bro, God. I even would, I'm even i standing up for my Cavaliers, bro. They was winning both both uh, both games. Wait a minute. Your Cavaliers? You, you well, y'all, that, y'all both y'all you both, really I, I picked the Cavs. I, I'm saying, but you're a Cavaliers fan? Or are you just In this series, I'm a okay. Cavaliers Who fan. Who are you overall? Overall, Warriors. Okay. Yeah, right, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But now, nah, y'all, y'all both said that LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers was going to beat the Celtics in this yeah, series. Nah, we I got a little wager on it. I just needed to know Juma his Black team. also yeah. was big, heavy on LeBron. I'm still big on LeBron, which is cool. And and you got a lot more to say today than you would have yesterday because I was going to give y'all the floor to talk about them first two. But obviously, the Cavaliers did run the Celtics out of the gym tonight. So go ahead and say why you still got LeBron, and I'll get into why I still got the Boston Celtics. I mean, I got LeBron simply because he's the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. The man is the game of basketball, period, point blank. He's playing chess out there with a bunch of other plate pieces. That's pawns. And he's just doing his one tool. Like, real talk. Well, I'm going with the Celtics still. Obviously, tonight was impressive. Um, LeBron, they look like an entirely different team. Uh, he had... Some good contributions from his supporting cast, almost equally, about five of them, four or five of them, having around 13, 14 points, which is huge. Wake up, J.R. Uh, Smith. Yeah, J.R. Kevin came Love, around. 13. Right. LeBron, 27. Obviously. Tristan, 10. <laughs> yeah. J.R. Smith, 11. Yeah. And George Hill, 13. That's five that's people of, in that, double that's digits. That's five people in double figures. And I remember telling Devon uh, after game one, that's how the Celtics won. I seen everybody yeah. in the top five had, you know, double figures to it. That's how you win a game. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? And so it just kind of transitioned over to uh to to Cleveland. Yeah, it definitely transitioned over and obviously being able to go back home. Um, they had three days off, four days off, dang near. I mean, they played game two on Tuesday, I believe it was. And you got to rest up all the way up until Saturday to play. I think that helped out a lot as far as being able to kind of get some things together and having a little bit of extra time to get your game plan together and come out and execute the way they did tonight. But what I will say is, as you mentioned, all those guys scored in double digits, about five guys scored in double digits. Might I add real quick? Kyle Corver had 14 and Nance had eight. So they damn near had seven people. Exactly. In so, so. Even more so, the reason why I still think that works in the Celtics' favor is because I don't think the Cavs will hardly ever get another game in this series where all of those guys play good on the same night. 
Hey, but they won by 30, though. Yeah, they it'll won be by different. 30. It would be di- I would agree with that if they won by five. five or six and they had that kind of. But winning by 30, it's like you could afford for a few of them to fall off and you still. Yeah, could, but even, but even if a few of them fall off, I think it affects the other ones that may or may not fall off. But I think it affects the flow of the flow of their entire game as a team where Brown doesn't have to put up the 40 points like he's been having to do. And he was able to put up 27 because a lot of those guys carried their weight. Put it like this. I don't think that the uh, the Cavs did anything that they're incapable of doing. I think they, you know, showcase their potential. This is what people expected of them having seasoned veterans and champions and everything like that. So, I think that it just come down to they played two bad games. I believe the first one was just outright bad from start to finish. But as Juman said earlier, I think the second game, they they made some critical mistakes that they could have easily have won that game, too. Easy. And so easy. I think that, uh, you know, at this point. Well, not point, easily, because if it was easily, they would have won, won it. But I, I mean, but I'm saying it was a very winnable <laughs> game. Yeah, it was 48 minutes, it should be it that way. A, it was a winnable <laughs> game for sure for them. And so, um, like I said, I think they just ma- maximized on their potential of this game, and I don't think that's something that they can't do again. And, and I'm not saying that they can't do it again. I just don't think that they will do it again collectively. Now, being at home does help a lot. The Celtics haven't lost yet these entire playoffs at home, and obviously we saw the 180 that the Cavaliers made from their first two games and being able to come home and play game three. But what I do believe is that, and I've been riding with this guy all the way through and through, now Brad Stevens can go back and make some adjustments for game four to make it where it's tough for all of these other guys to get off and play well again. We'll live with LeBron James going out and scoring 40 to 45 points to have to beat us. But this is not the way that we want them to be able to execute against us because that's when this team is at their best. And we haven't seen the Cavs at their best until they were able to play like this. Obviously, they looked well in the Toronto series, but we see tonight they looked their best. And LeBron didn't have to go for 40. So I think, you know, Stevens uh, will make some adjustments I know and be able Brad to bounce Stevens back. a lot of credit, but do you think knowing – LeBron's history and the fact that he does come back from being down in a lot of series. Yeah. Do you think it panics the players? Because at the end of the day, the players got to play and execute. Do you think now that they kind of off their high horse of going up 2-0 and getting beat, you think they're kind of shell-shocked and it can negatively affect them responding? Or you think they're ready for it? The reason I don't think so is because they played against this Cavalier team last year in the conference finals. And I don't. I, although they're young, I think this team is actually experienced. Not the same team, and, no. I mean, a lot of the guys. Jalen was Tatum was the only one that wasn't there. Jalen was there. Horford was there. Morris is a vet. Smart Rozier was there. Rozier was there. So that a lot of these guys were there last year. They're just a young team. So we look at them because of their age, as if they have no experience playing at this level. But I also believe that, as far as Stevens is concerned. They needed to be kind of humbled a bit because you are still playing against LeBron. You are still playing against a team that's been to the last three NBA finals. You're you're still playing against a player that's been to the last seven. So they were on their high horse after winning those first two games. And I think them kind of getting a little piece of humble pie tonight will actually help them and being able to kind of refocus, 
get things together. Like I said, I do think having four days between games is just entirely too long, in my opinion. And I do think that could have had some effect, too, that it got to sink in for four days that they were up 2-0 to zero and they didn't get hit in the mouth like they did tonight. So when that's you, telling me that ahead. you think that they, 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 they was only playing off of your emotion, period, point blank. No. That's not what I'm saying at all. That's what it sounds like. No, I'm not you saying that. They were, Boston no. was playing off of emotion. Now that they got slapped in the mouth, now that they're coming back down. You know what I'm saying? No, Boston, Boston's not playing off of emotion because they've been playing well this entire playoffs. Yeah, so but I'm I don't think this, this was series. a series. No, not in this series. series. I think they played well in this series as they've been consistently doing you all year they, long. So I don't think it was an emotional thing, but what I'm saying is. It is still a young team that does have room for error. And by no way, shape, or form did I ever believe that Boston was going to sweep the Cavs. So I think it is good that they get slapped in the mouth in game three, but they do still have that cushion of being up 2-1 to where we still got home court advantage, worse come to worse, but now we got hit in the mouth. Let's go back and regroup and refocus and make another push at this thing. So you think they win game four? I do. Boston. I think Boston wins game four. Wouldn't be surprised if they don't. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they don't. Like I said, they still get to go home. They got home court advantage because they took care of business early on. But all I, I think that they'll make win. some major a, adjustments. People, you know, they made it. Obviously, you take it one game at a time. And they said that game three was a must win. But I think it's the same exact position for game four. So I still think that the pressure is in in uh, Boston's Welcome. favor. Because yeah. because if they go down three one, they're still losing the series. Period, Absolutely. Point blank. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that overshadows whatever lack of experience and everything that might you know come of it. But I still got Cleveland at home after this decisive victory today. I still got Cleveland to win Game Four, and we we back to zeros. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's all good and. I'm excited to see how that goes on. But like I said, I'm still rocking with Boston. I'm Boston through and through. I think they'll make those adjustments in game four. Um, I think it's a really good team. I think they'll quiet the noise of the five or six other guys that scored in double digits, and they'll put it on Brown to have to do what Brown is very much capable of doing. But he's still got to go out there and do it. But uh, now I want to transition into uh, this sports betting because the Supreme Court has ruled that sports betting is no longer illegal federally. So with that being said, obviously states now get to decide whether they want to allow sports betting or not in their, you know, respective states. But it's no longer a federal deal where sports betting is illegal and the only place you've really been able to bet is Nevada. So now states got fair game to be able to go out and vote. I think this is dope for sports. I think this is super dope for sports because, for one, you're already going in that direction, having an NHL team in Las Vegas, and now you got the Oakland Raiders going to Las Vegas as an NFL team. So you've already ex- extended sports into that legal market to where it's going to have an effect on your game. Right. Period, point blank. It's going to have an effect on your game. Now, what I think it's even doper for, and then obviously – We've already been doing fantasy sports and things of that sort and all these professional sports as well. But what I'm more excited about sports betting being, you know, legalized for is for the college level. And the reason why is because I'm an advocate for athletes getting paid in college. And now things have gotten a bit trickier because we all talk and know and talk about the integrity of the game. I think if these players aren't getting paid by the NCAA, it opens up for more, you know, 
investigations. It opens up for more error on the part of the NCAA and having to deal with their name getting a bad rap because these players aren't getting paid, and now they might be able to deal with some of these guys that are betting the big bucks. I agree. I think it's good for um, the sport as far as I think it's going to be more people interacting, paying attention, participating in, you know, bet is something that's going to be new, so people are yeah. going to do it. And obviously, me being somebody who has experience in sports betting, when you make that bet or those bets or parlays, like, you're glued. You're paying attention, whether it's through checking scores on your app, looking at the games personally. So I think that, you know, in that regards, I like it, but I also think that it could cause a lot of confusion with people feeling like the games are rigged and, you know, a lot of stuff that comes with me personally yeah. being around sports betters and, you know, it gets that conceptual and that right. definitive where people feel like the games are rigged and set up and just for the over-unders to be so accurate and the total points. It's, it's real meticulous, but I think it would, obviously, with more people participating, it will expose that controversy even more, and I don't think that's good for the game. So where do you think the game will go? if that became the biggest issue? Um, I mean, I truly believe just being a, you know, an athlete myself, an ex-athlete, I mean, I know these games is real. Like, you know, yeah, I, right. I know it's real. So I don't think it takes the games nowhere because it's already authentic. You know what I mean? I just think the controversy, the discussion right. is going to be heavy, but you can't change something that's that's real. Like Yeah, right. You know, and and you know. I agree, and I, I say that all the time about a lot of these athletes. Like, they didn't get there by accident, and now all of a sudden they're there, and they're rigging games. Now, we've heard of games being rigged before on many a different levels, but right. like I said, you already have fantasy. You already are flirting with sports betting and sports gambling anyway by having that, and then you're now placing teams in these couple of leagues to go play in Las Vegas. So you've opened up that can of worms anyway. So now, obviously, all the sports are going to have to abide by that. Um, but like I said, as far as college is concerned, I do think that it's risky in ways that we might see a lot of guys getting in trouble initially. Right. I think I don't think it'll be just – automatic strikes gold right away. I think initially we will start to see some guys who are getting caught up in investigations, you know, for point shaving and things of that sort because they're trying to make a little bit of extra money because the NCAA isn't paying them any. But right. I also think in that same respect, it forces the hand of the NCAA who's already dealing with this issue of, you know, having a real big-time pushback for people advocating for these athletes to get paid. Right. It forces the hand a little bit more, and I think ultimately that does good for the sport. It does good for the NCAA, whose name isn't quite the best right now anyway right? because they've already dealt with so many investigations. So the NCAA doesn't want to have to deal with more investigations being publicized in their organization. They just don't want that to happen. So I think this will actually force the hand for that. I don't like it for the uh, NCAA even more so than the pros because I think you're going to get an investigation either way. You yeah. know what I mean? On the flip side of that, it's Well, like, anything that money, that it, big money is dealing with, you, and, you'll and, see and, some corruption there. And, and, and it's like, in college, these players are more accessible, per se. You get what I'm saying? They, they haven't got the money to have this security team with them and to be under, really, how, you know the professional players can. So right. I think just the access to being, to to even somebody presenting that to you, whether it be a classmate, the rare times that you on campus in class or, 
you know, just whatever. You you're yeah. still in a you're not in a private life as much as an NFL player or NBA player. And, so and very much so. I think that, like you said, just opens the. You know, you might be vulnerable if somebody come but, up with you and say, "Hey, man, you don't score that last touchdown." If you, right. I, I'd bread you out. I put big. It's like, man, I think it's going to be a lot of that. Going a lot of that, and it can't so be accessible. And, and, and that's yeah. why I said I don't think that it's going to strike gold right away. But being somebody that's played college sports and played at the NCAA level, you still have to sign that contract every year before you play. And I think that's something where the NCAA can cover themselves as far as contractual and, you know, as far I mean, as contracts are concerned and having to really know the ins and outs and the rules and regula- uh, regulations of what you can and can't do. Corruption's going to be there. I'm right. not saying that corruption isn't going to happen, but if it forces the hand of the NCAA to now have to pay these athletes, you're kind of obviously you're probably going to get paid less in the NBA, but now you're in the same scale is nearly that just as what you, in the, the is MLB that just what you want and to the happen? NBA. Or and is the, that what's happening, that they're using this as a, as a platform to pay? Oh, it'll be used as a platform to pay players, especially if you say especially if you do start to get especially if you do start to get investigations because the the pushback is already huge right now for players to get paid. But I'm saying, is that something that's already in mo- That's already something that's been stated elsewhere. As no, far- I, I know that it's going to get stated because it's already happening as far as pairs getting played. I mean, I, I, yeah, players, players getting, getting paid. paid right. As far as players <laughs> getting paid, I already know that that's been going on for a long time. The advocation for these athletes to get paid has been going on for a long time. But now if the NCAA starts to deal with a lot of these investigations, it makes them look bad as well. And they already don't look the greatest. Obviously, they're a billion-dollar organization. They're a billion-dollar organization. But it's been a lot of investigations going on in the NCAA to where they need to cover their own tails, too. And with that, you might have to succumb to saying, you know what, we'll pay these players because, quite frankly, I believe you can afford to do so. What type of salary do you think that they should pay pay players? As as far as numbers, I can't give you a particular number. I do think it's going to have to start off being a base salary. You can't pay everybody based on their skill set and everybody based on, you know, who's the best player on the team like you can do at the professional level. But I do think you can start by giving them a base salary. I don't have a specific number for you today, but if you give a base salary all across the board, you now are saying that we're paying these players. I think you're covering your own backs in a lot of ways because – you no longer have to deal with that argument of not paying players. Now, obviously, some people are going to say, well, they wor- they're worth more and they deserve more. But if you cover your own tail of just at least paying them, you put yourself in a prime position to have your organization look glamorous. I don't like it. <laughs> what you think, Juma? I'm, I'm trying to figure out how, how would you, what would be the system? Do you pay all, how many you got on your team? 16, 12? Well, it's, it's all, that's all sport dependent. You know, the NCAA has so many different sports, so right. it's all sport dependent based on how many players are on a particular roster. But that's why I think you have to start with the base because it is the NCAA. And like I said, these players do deserve to get something. Right. They know that there's another level to go to to make these millions of dollars. But also, if they're getting something from the NCAA and not just getting nothing, then they've got to be held to a little bit of a higher standard themselves because they're now getting some money. I guess I'm right. just not understanding the correlation between sports betting being the drive to pay the Because, because if there's investigation... The, the sports betting will make the um, NCAA either 
have to pay pay the kids, or these kids is gonna be going behind their back throwing games. And you're dealing with sense? investigations. Okay. So okay. because throwing games happens often at the NCAA anyway. That, that's so okay, yeah. So that's you. what it is. That's where the correlation comes. Is you're going to have to deal with the investigations of these players throwing games and point shaving, like I mentioned earlier. And that's not what the NCAA wants to deal with right now because they already have so many different types of investigations going on. I think they want to kind of clean up their image right now, even though, like mm. I said, they're a big money corporation. But they still need to clean up their image right now but that helps the argument for players to get paid and i'm an advocate for players getting paid so i think that it correlates perfectly as far as that's concerned but next up uh i want to talk about some hip-hop let's take it to hip-hop 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 so this young fella ybn corday um he made a response to j cole's 1985 hard hard now just a couple weeks ago we praise j cole and i still think he deserves all the praise that he's gotten up to this point for the project that he put out i mean his every song he has is on espn's kind of soundtrack for these basketball games you're hearing j cole left and right right now rightfully so and respectfully so but obviously he did have this controversial song where a lot of people say he was talking to Lil pump i think he was more so just trying to give some game to the younger rappers uh in today's era in today's generation and it was 1985, and it was a young fella from that YBN group named YBA Corday who made a response to it. So, Juma Black, let's hear that right quick. Old niggas and new niggas, now what's the difference? All in the same boat, in the stuck position. So when the old nigga talking, I don't fucking listen. They don't know every day we make tough decisions. It seems though we is at a generational gap, which bring conversation in a statement in fact. We can't agree, none of us is supposed to make it in rap. I understand both sides, let me break it in half. Let's take it back when hip-hop originated. And old niggas said it was whack, they couldn't take it. And called it a little trendset and wouldn't last. Now it's the number one genre as the time pass young niggas won't listen and we know it but old niggas always talking never show it you gotta practice what you preach and the classes that you teach will eventually listen my mind mentally prison uh lately all my idols they've been failing me catching sexual assaults and some felonies then you want me to listen what you telling me and want to hate when we sing our little melodies and other idols they be broke get your funds in order and kanye west is a trump supporter then we got r kelly and bill cosby who still probably got little girls in the hills lobby. Now, that was dope. Fire. Fire. That yes. was dope. <laughs> that was dope. And, 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 and the reason why I think that it was so dope is because um, I do think that right now in today's era, especially with hip-hop, there is a major disconnect between younger rappers and older rappers that came before them. Uh, a lot of, you know, obviously we know about the mumble rap kind of criticism that a lot of older rappers have given to these younger rappers. But I just, like I said, I just think there's a disconnect with the entire shift in society as far as social media and how these rappers get the platforms that they're getting and the way that they're breaking records because streaming is so big in today's day and age. And these younger rappers kind of grew up in it and they know how to capitalize on it. I think that that also is playing a major part in the disconnect between some of these younger rappers and older rappers as well. I think it was just fire. I think it was creative. It was smart. It was strategic. It was thought out. It was uh, executed. You know what I mean. Yeah, so right. I think that uh, you know, he he had he had a lot of good valid points. I think it was a um, 
it was risky. I respect. Yeah. You know, I respect the fact that um, it held its weight for the for the risk that it is. You can't go in there and not make some valid. Especially coming really, at J Cole. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, yeah you know, you... I, I raised my eyebrows a few times. Like, ooh, this. Right. You feel me? So, um, I, I I I respect it. He, you know, I'm a fan of it, and I'm gonna definitely have to look into some more of his music because it was it was good. True story, and it honestly gave me hope for these young cats. You know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. you know, you haven't heard a young, a, a new up and coming artist spit nothing like that right there. You yeah, know? Like for sure. Actually telling facts and, 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 and advocating for the young and, cats yeah, as well in the same breath. Yeah, cats, and right. I don't know if I would necessarily use the word hope, but it definitely gave me a new level of understanding. You know what I mean? For me to be somebody who don't necessarily understand uh-huh. the perspective of why. Some of this is happening. That kind of, you know, obviously I try to be as open-minded as possible, and I get some of what's going on. Right. But, you know, to hear more in-depth and more references of why certain people, you know, youngsters feel this kind of way, it was that. That's what I liked about it, you know. So I don't know if if I would personally say hope, but it just gave me more of an understanding for real. I'm saying hope more so because mumble rap and. You you don't have any food for the soul. That right there was real life food for the soul. Yeah. From these, you know what I'm saying, from that generation. Okay. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. And you put on any, you put on Lil Yachty, you know what I'm saying, Lil Uzi Vert, 21 Savage. None of them cats is, is dropping jewels and knowledge but, like but that But I right guess there. my thing is, though, you're you going to always have your, you know, your flamethrowers and your real talented. And I'm not saying that those other artists aren't talented because they are in their own way. But right. um, I, I never... Didn't have hope, I guess, that it's not some good young artists out there. You feel me? Like right. I said, that's why I was more so just the pers- the perspective. You feel me? He laid it to me where I thought about, you know, our idols like Kanye and stuff. Even for me, like, I grew up a big Jay-Z fan. And it's like, in my opinion, for the most part, Jay-Z been kind of quiet it, over over the years. You feel me? Lately. Right. So it's like, uh, you know, he just made me think of certain things like that, like, yeah, look at Kanye. Like, he literally, I can picture days in high school listening to Kanye yeah. West album. You feel me? And right. now it's like, I seen that little TMZ rant, and it's like, damn, like, this dude really on. You feel me? So yeah. right. it's like, you know, that's what I mean by perspective. But I never lost hope that it ain't, you know, some young talent out there well, who can do that. What I think is what I think is best about it is I do agree with you. I agree with the both of you to an extent because it was food for the soul, and I think this is finally some hip-hop from a younger perspective that defends the hip-hop that's being criticized right now in today's day and age. And I feel like it give, it holds the older hip-hop legends and people who came before this new generation or this new wave of hip-hop, it forced some account- accountability upon them, and it made them think. And I think that ultimately is better for the hip-hop game because if it does get in some of these ears, some of the ears of these legends who may not really be supporting a lot of these young artists right now, and then they think about it and they're like, you know what, I do need to kind of give them a chance because what they're Mm -hmm. doing is working, for one. And there is some cats, you know, that's flawed in our generation as well. You're going to get flawed artistry in any generation of uh, of hip-hop, really in any genre of music. You're going to have some flaws there. So you can't really focus on the flaws of this younger generation because they aren't doing something that you once did or how you used to do it. Instead, you look at the good. You look at the streaming numbers. You look at the fact that these young dudes are 
you know, helping their families. And some of them are loyal in a lot of different ways, you know, when you talk about what they do outside of music. So I think that now that some of these older artists are going to be held more accountable to give these younger artists a chance, I think that pushes the game even further. It's crazy um, about one of the points you just made, though, because the comparison I get go back to even how Kanye was trying to, the, one of the points I said a few weeks ago about Kanye and how he was trying to approach the situation with Trump is more so on the, the whole world hate Trump. We all bash Trump, go, you know, hateful. We, we're not about it at all. So it's like, he's coming from that approach. Like, instead of me being another one that's just coming from a negative place, let me try to be cool and show love and get close, you feel me, to try to understand or whatever his motive was. It's the same thing that the the young dude kind of asked for when, you know, he basically saying, like, instead of coming at us talking shit about us, why not, you feel me, help the situation. So now, I think that that's kind of the same concept that Kanye was making. Conceptually, on, on conceptually, I do understand what you're saying, but also Corday had a Kanye diss there. Uh, in that song when he mentioned Kanye right. West being a Trump talk, supporter. Right. And what I and the message that I liked about that and that I got out of that was the same one I kind of said back when we did the Kanye West episode is that he was making a lot of these other artists in his generation look like fools to where they had the power enough to stand together and say, you know what, Kanye, if that's what you want to go do, you go play that game. But we got enough strength and enough power right here to do our thing. You know what I'm saying? So when he kind of got at them, it's like, first of all, Kanye's a Trump supporter. A lot of y'all are sitting here and rocking with him. Like, for what? We got something strong going right here as a young generation or as a genre in general of hip-hop. And so I like the message that I think I got from him, but I do get what you're saying conceptually just from, obviously, you're comparing apples to oranges, yeah, but right. the, concept the concept is similar. Right, right. Yeah, so, but like I said, I think it was dope, ultimately. Um, I hope a lot more people go listen to that and really check it out, and I hope right. it creates some steam. I wish J. Cole would respond to it, but I know he's not going to. <laughs> I don't think he will respond in music form, but right. I think if he hasn't already, I think he'll have something to say about it. You just don't hear, yeah. you don't hear Cole talk too much, but I think that, that was worthy of some kind of right response. You know, that exactly. Was worthy of some, yeah, some yeah. Type of response. Even if it's not an in-depth response, just kind of acknowledgement. I guess you would say. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. I don't even think it's gonna get any acknowledgement from Cole. That's crazy. <laughs> that's ultimately he, what I'm getting. He don't at, like, pop out too much. I, he, yeah, right. I don't think looked uncomfortable in that damn uh, interview that I seen. Oh, with Angie day. Martinez. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think yeah, he's gonna say anything because I think he likes to respond and talk a lot through his music anyway. He's one of those guys who doesn't really get involved with the media. As you said, you thought he looked uncomfortable in the interview. There. Um, I saw a little bit of the interview, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I don't think he's a media-trained guy. I don't think he's a guy that is trying to make a way through media, but obviously he has to, you know, interact to with it degree. to some degree. He has to do it. But I just think he will not respond to that. And if he does respond to it, It'll be through action. He won't say a word about how he responds to it. It'll be through action, action and maybe like, going and, like and maybe music. going and musically, maybe going to you know get some of these young guys to Dreamville or take some of these younger artists under his wing. But he won't give one mention to that song. 
But I think the song was good enough. <laughs> yeah. But I think the song was good enough and clever enough to where it'll open his ears up and open his mind up and make him think and be held accountable to some extent too. Even though I don't think it was a direct shot at Cole, and I think Cole, uh, the, the night the original 1985 song that Cole made. I think he covered his ground so well in that song that he's not really open for criticism for it. But I do think that he can get a little bit of a change of mind and maybe go out and really build a relationship with young, some of these younger artists after hearing their perspective of YBN Corday right there. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. But next up, uh, I want to talk about this Reuben Foster situation. Uh, Reuben Foster, he played for the San Francisco 49ers. And his, his <laughs> yeah, we Raider guys over here, so you know we, that battle of the Bay is serious. So it's we real. are not Forty Nine er guys, but so you guys kind of happy about this then? No, 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 absolutely not. I don't wish this on nobody, but um, for those of you out there that don't know, his ex girlfriend um accused him of committing domestic violence against her. And she ended up coming out in court and saying all of that was a lie, that he never did it, uh, that she was just trying to end him and ruin his career. And she she said that he she he was beating her up with a uh, pistol and everything, right? Man he had said a pistol that he threw the dog the at her, dragged right. her outside. So it wasn't just like a regular, oh, times. he slapped me or nothing yeah. like that. This was real life. I want to put this man behind bars under the jail. Sound weird to me. It is weird. It's a weird situation. It's definitely weird. And weird and and I'm gonna tell you why it's weird because obviously I don't wish that against no man to be accused and somebody be lying on them, especially to that extent or that degree. Right. And I do think that women need to be held accountable for the ones that do do that because right. I do think there are some out there. Um, I I don't think there's many out there, but they're definitely out there, and we need to be alert. And, you know, accountable when it comes to that as well. So I think, you know, as far as that's concerned, women definitely have to be cautious of that. But it still makes me kind of think, man, like, I don't know if maybe they trying to get back together or something. Man, because listen, that's where I'm going with if it. Some, something there might have been true. Because oh, I don't okay. want to flat they, out say, you know what I mean. I don't want to flat they, out right. sit here and they say that something it. there yeah. might have been true. Okay, right. and so, <laughs> I was gonna say I read somewhere that she had a she got treated for like a contusion in her ear or something like that too. That, that's possible. So it's like you ain't getting no can, like you feel me. That's not like your normal knickknack type of injury. It's like right. how you get as a grown woman getting a contusion in right. your ear. You feel right. me? And that's what I want to have with this conversation because while it does seem one sided, you have journalists coming out and saying how they were wrong based on how they reported this entire right. incident against Reuben Foster. Right. They were coming out and saying I was wrong about this because she came out and said that she was lying, but. I don't want to be blinded by just the fact that she said that she was lying because, as I said, women need to be held accountable for, you know, if they really are lying making or not and not, and not making these kind of allegations. But to some extent, we got to also kind of 
look at it from another lens and say, you know, some of this could have been true. Maybe she's trying to get back with him. Maybe there's a control Man. factor there that goes beyond what any of us I can see, fathom, or imagine. But I'm not just all the way sitting here going to bash this girl for lying against him. I think she was wrong if that's really what she did. And she said that's what she did. So that's what we I have to work with. I don't want to be blinded with. by but, love, man. Love yeah. is what it is. <laughs> Whether they get back together or yeah. not, it's your ex-girl, it's your ex-man. And if y'all had any type of serious anything going on and you know what he's now up against due to these, you know, yeah. allegations, you might be retracting them. And it might make, you might put your... I know the power of love and what women will do for a dude, whether she... Getting back with him or not? You yeah, feel I mean, not wanting to see somebody. They're loyal. Uh, yeah, to They're lo lose. women are loyal. Yeah, so right. it's yeah. like she willing to sacrifice her loyal looking stupid or whatever you want to say. Yeah. The perception of it is because she feel like that is is easier to overcome than what he could exactly. Right. Away. And so it, it could get down to money, knowing that he got. It could be. It could be a lot of factors. You, he, we might not be getting back together, but you do this and I take care of you on the back end, like. You never know, but like right. he said, that just doesn't come out of the yeah. out of the blue. It's something there that has taken place or took place, and uh, you know, I think that this is just the smartest way to go about. Um, you feel me? Getting it, getting it to the things to turn because he was looking at some ugly charges. Right. Yeah. What now, you think, Juma? I'm pretty much in the same lane as you, man. To piggyback off of what you're saying, bro, is women do do some things that out of love. That just would blow your mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, sure. <laughs> like you're saying, just even after everything went down, just thinking about it, like, wait, yeah, I yeah. might not really want to push this button. Exactly. All, yeah. all the way. I did right. call him, but I, <laughs> right. I might right. not want to yeah. do this. You I didn't feel think, me? I didn't think things was gonna snowball like to like this, this effect. You like, feel mm, me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. And women do do things in the moment. Right. Absolutely. So they have both of those characteristics. They're loyal as shit, but in the moment, they, they gonna... act off emotion. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think it's just very important to look at this from from all different angles because a lot of people will straight up focus on the fact that she lied. Mm -hmm. And that's the word that we have because she said it. Right. So you can't get any of a stronger word Work than it coming out of her words, mouth. So I do understand. Yeah, so I do understand why she would receive the criticism right. that she may be receiving. But I think that things can get a little bit deeper. I don't know them. I don't know their relationship to be able to give a definitive answer. But when it comes to these kinds of situations, before you just instantly go on the attack, sit back and think about other things that could be. And now, ultimately, this is a good thing if she is lying that he's being let off and that she came out before he actually did have to go and do some time in prison. How hood is he? I don't know. I don't know. Please believe that it know. is still getting speculated, though. Please believe that. Yeah. Like, it ain't just done. Like, she ain't just saying, oh, he didn't do it in this... Case closed. Like, right. I think they thinking just like we is like, hmm, something right. Yeah, ain't I'm right saying here, how hood is he? Because you never know. His family might have made a phone call to her and been like, hey. I don't know. But like I don't I even think it's that. I don't think, I, like I said, when you got money, bro, yeah. you feel me? And it's out of love. It might not even need to get to that point and no threat. Like, 
You feel me? That's some that's some an, an, an animation movie type shit. You feel me? This nah, is awesome. That's, that's that be real. I mean, I that, feel you, but as an NFL, like you with got the phones that. and shit, it's like nah. Yeah, but I'm we, just saying, yeah. like, so say you 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 facing these charges, right? You right. got buku money, yeah, and you know I got saying? and I got goons, right? And you got goons that you've been taking care of or helping out, and they like, hold on, wait, bro, you can't shut my wishing well off. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Let me just step up and just say something. You like never I said, know. as an ex-female, I, I believe, you, I would think, think it's out of love, love before that, before yeah. it gets to that. I just, like I said, yeah. you, you looking at somebody <laughs> doing 10, 12, 15 years, it's yeah. out of love, Caddy. Oh, mama. Straight 100. up, it's out of love. It, it's out of love. It's it's out nobody love. had to call a pistol <laughs> I, I, I just had to put that one out there. I just had to put it out there. It could be. Yeah. It could be. You never yeah. know. For sure, for sure. But uh, lastly, you know, I don't, I don't want to dig too deep into it, but uh, obviously, I don't even want it. <laughs> obviously, no. This, I'm talking about something totally different no, now. The school shootings, the oh, Santa Fe school yeah. shootings. Oh, this is just all becoming way too common. You know what I mean? And as somebody who went to public school my entire life, but also as somebody that's a dad, I take pride in, you know, making it through the public school system, ultimately right. end up getting a college degree. I love and, public yeah, school. And, yeah, I respect, you know, the grind and what, where I came from. I right. think it was the best thing that it could that could have been for me, and it all worked out. But as a dad, man, homeschool is becoming real much of an option right, right now it's, looking, it's becoming it's looking good it's looking good right now man just because it's it's scared like it's, it's too becoming too on. common it's right. way too common but now i think it's, it's becoming common more common now because you know how you have like a uh you got one school shooting right yeah then you got somebody three thousand miles away and they see oh this dude did that yeah i want my legacy to be this yep i'm going attention to and you got social media that's yep. putting it out there to everybody now. I mean, school shootings have been going on from the beginning of time, but they were able to cover it up more because social media wasn't out there and we could we didn't know about it like that. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. was, it was, they was controlling what we would be able to see. Yeah. Now you can't control that. And now everybody is like, oh, no, I'm I getting think, in on this. I I'm think you're kind of saying this. that it's trendy, which is what I was going to say. Like, yeah. it's become a trend yeah. of something yeah. to do to, right. you know, even though it's not a good it's legacy, good. It's, right. a, it's, a, it's a trendy, you know, massive way to go out. And so I um, I hate it, you know what I mean? Yeah, Condolences right. first off it to right. everybody who Absolutely. was even affiliated or a part of that, affected by it. Right. You know, even being this far away, you still hurt for those type of situations. But... It's just like I don't understand the the mo I don't understand what you accomplish. You know what I mean? If somebody beat me up and I want to go back and get my revenge or whatever, that's one thing. But just to go harm innocent people, people yeah. time after time again, I don't understand it. And I mean, obviously, we don't understand well, it. We I mean, don't do that. But well, I mean, I, I don't think. And you you said the word trendy, and I think in some ways people could hear that and think that. Um, you know, it's kind of playing off the situation, but I think it goes to show to how important trends are today in society. Right. Like, there's such a real thing that this is becoming a trend and something that we're starting to see because it is, the. I mean, with the NRA and with all of these gun laws and arguments and so many different sides and opinions on what gun laws should be right now, it's trendy. It's something that's going to give you attention. A lot of people are seeking attention in this social media day and age. Mm -hmm. Like, this stuff is real. It's, it's ultimately real. what I'm getting at. Right. And that goes back to even the disconnect that I said with some of these older artists and some of these younger artists is that these younger artists grew up with social media 
And this is very much a real thing. It's very much a real platform. And some of the older artists can't really grasp it and understand it. I think the same goes for some of these people that are out there committing these horrendous crimes and, and these mass shootings. I think they're going through kind of the same thing by facing the reality of social media and trends and how society is working today. Using the word trendy, I don't want to downplay it. You know what I mean? For sure. I I know that word is thrown around so loosely, but what I mean by trendy, kind of piggyback off what Juma was saying with the fact that it's now heavily, um, it's put out there very, it's publicized publicized heavily. So it's like, you know, you 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 you're seeing it. You're you're seeing the impact of it. You're seeing how much coverage it gets. Right. And that's not how it always was. Obviously, social media being a big driver of that. But I do. But when I say trendy, that's what I mean. And, it's and that, yeah, right. because it, it's it, it's the same effect that the Me Too movement has. It's the same effect that a lot of this activism, yeah. race, and you know, injustice. Um, racial injustice activism that's happening today amongst athletes and just people, you know, of all backgrounds, all of that is happening on social media. These killings and things, we're we're able to see them now on yeah. your Twitter e- timeline. Even, even You're like able to the, see it with on the Las Facebook. Vegas shooting. You know yeah. what I mean? That was crazy to see yeah. and right. hear that. Like so, you know, You're what seeing I mean, it. right? It's You're out seeing there. It. You experiencing right. that from afar, and I I hate it because, like, we feel like only those people is affected. But it's like I think about that every time I've been in Vegas since now. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. straight up because it's like because of the thing we just talked about. Like, wh- what pool party somebody gonna target now because that's been so heavily publicized right. and still considered a un- like it went quiet in my opinion for it, how very quiet how yeah. big of a deal. That's like an unsolved mystery in a lot of ways. From it's supposed to be you know multiple guns in multiple directions to it being one dude with a bunch of guns to how did he get you know what i mean it's yeah. still a lot of unanswered it's stuff even with that, that so story. it's like with that even now you know every time i go to vegas most recently you know a few weeks ago i was that crossed my mind Absolutely. you feel me like this is a big convention of thing. people like right. you yeah. know like you got it's it's crazy but yeah. it sucks that you got to live like that like he said as being a dad somebody if that got across my mind every time I drop my babies off at school, that's a problem. Absolutely. Because that's not something that my no. mom thought about when she dropped me off Absolutely at school. Absolutely not. Is you, if you're going to get shot at school today, it wasn't an option. No. You right. feel me? We so, never dealt with that growing yeah, up as exactly. kids. You know what I mean? So we just, we weren't really conscious of it, neither were our parents. But now that it's happening so much, it's like, hold on, wait exposed. a minute here. It's exposed. It's, it's exposed. out there for yeah. everybody to see. Right. It's like, wait a minute now. Uh, let me let me rethink some things. Because I'm thinking public school is the right way to go because I got through it successfully. It right. worked for me. You know, I, I and I don't regret one bit. Not, and I've had opportunities to go to private schools. And I didn't go to a private school until I went to college here at Pacific University. So I came up elementary, middle school, high school, all through the public school system. And I love it for every bit of what it was worth. Wouldn't change a thing for the world. But now seeing what these young kids are going through and having to see and having to deal with and having to be conscious of just going to school, it makes me think twice for sure. It's crazy because I remember when I was in middle school and high school, you got cats that brought guns to school. You yeah, know right. We all know. You know yeah. what I'm We all know cats who brought guns yeah, to school. For sure. But we know what that purpose was. Right. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't bringing guns to school just to 
I'm finna just shoot everybody. Nah, <laughs> nah, yeah. That's real. Those situations was. You know right. Yeah. So nobody was really, wasn't nobody tripping because we like, we know what type what, of yeah. lifestyle my guy lives. Right, you know right. What, right. What road he got to walk to get home and all right. that. Facts. Right. That's facts. Into. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's crazy how now kids aren't bringing guns to school. Not saying that it was ever fine. No. Right. I'm just saying it's. They're bringing guns to school for a whole different for purpose. A whole, yeah, yeah. To, to light to, everybody to mass up. Murder. Ooh, yeah, that's everybody. not cool, man. Yeah, that's not, that's cool. not cool at all. So once again, prayers to those families. Uh, condolences coming from this way. Um, yeah, it's just it's just hard to hear. It's hard to talk about. But right. you know, we definitely had to send our condolences out that way. But uh, let's wrap it up, fellas. Shout yourselves out. Let them know who you are. Oh, guess what I did? I dropped a song this week called Uh Paragon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it got some spins on Jamming 107.5, but it's officially on all platforms now. So make sure y'all check that out. Shout out to my guy, Juma Black, who here with us, and Cool Nuts and everybody else. There's been a lot of support. So uh, whatever you play music off of, type D-Boy LTD. Paragon. That's all I got for you this week. Uh-oh. 100, 100, man. Juma Black, J-U-M-A-B-L-A-Q on all social media platforms. Stay solid. And I'm Devon Pouncey. Uh, my ad name is Pounce underscore Station. So y'all know where to find me. Check me out. Follow me. Always dropping and releasing content over that way. Um, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast, whether you're on iTunes or whether you're on SoundCloud. Please make sure to subscribe, comment, rate, all that good stuff. Give us feedback, DM us, message us, comment us, tweet us, add us, whatever you got to do to give us your feedback. <laughs> and uh, kind of, you know, just get in some on some of these conversations. Because I know sometimes when you're sitting and you listen listening to podcasts, you're ready to jump in the conversation, but we right. already got it recorded. You know right. what I mean? So, tell a friend. Yeah, tell, tell a friend and tell a friend, friend, tell a friend, friend. for sure. Don't, and don't be afraid to, if you're listening to the podcast, like, man, let me chime in on this to get at us on the social media platforms because we will respond and we appreciate all the love and support that you're showing this way as listeners. But with that being said, we got to leave y'all the only way we know how, and that is to stay woke and go in. Yay! 100.